0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Here we go. Here
1: we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is it.
2: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pa, pa, pa. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the second part of our... Special Series, 50 Greatest British Moments. And this is part two, and we're going to be going from numbers 40 down to 31. Oh, isn't it exciting? Um, some of these have been submitted by yourselves. Um, we can't remember who submitted what, so we're not giving any shout-outs, as I think they call them, <laughs> Sam. Um, but you'll know if you sent one of these in on Twitter or email, you'll have that that personal pride. Um,
1: yeah, you can feel good about yourself, however briefly.
2: We just take all the glory of ourselves by reading them out. All right, number forty. What have we got? Uh, where's the list gone? Fuck, where is it? Then Hang on, I haven't four- got
1: this list. I've just realised.
2: Yeah, I've sent it to you. i oh, okay. yesterday, yesterday I was just reading them out anyway. Cl- like element of surprise. I thought yeah, boy, good, I want to see you good, react. Good. Yeah,
1: yeah, react, react, react. Live react. reaction videos. That, uh, just as a separate thing that I saw a live reaction. I was, I was on um. I was on YouTube looking for uh, disco goats because there's a great video. I don't know if you've seen it, of some goats dancing to yeah. um, Saturday Night Fever, hmm. Staying Alive. And I thought, I'll have a little look at that, you know. And Why not? Um, pass, I pass looked, the time. I, I looked at one, I liked it. I thought, I'll, I, yeah. I've, I've got time before I have to I, take them to school. I'll have a, <laughs> I'll have a look, dig around See so if there's did, any more did, of that.
2: Did you think, I like what I see here? I
1: like it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, I like what I see. I'm hungry for more. So the next video down, I clicked on, and I thought, right, and I'm rubbing my hands thinking, fucking great, here we go, some more fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, disco yeah. goats. Goats, Ooh. the BGs. what else do I want from a morning? Some fucking twat in America going, hi, guys, okay, so thanks for joining me, remember to subscribe. Okay, we got we got today's a reaction video, and it's a reaction video of something that dropped all over the night called Disco Goats. Let's see what this is all about. What? And I'm like, you absolute fucking cunt. I'm fucking, I want to see the Disco Goats, but you're the second most watched video entitled Disco Goats on YouTube and you're just some twat reacting to it. So after my initial <laughs> frustration and anger <laughs> subdued, I then thought, fucking hell, are not me and Andy fucking monetizing reacting to things?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. This
1: bloke's probably making yeah. a fucking fortune out of simply reacting to something. We can oh, react yeah, we to can... shit.
2: Oh, that's, we could bung loads of those in, out,
1: yeah. That's in our skill set, reacting to things, isn't it?
2: Yeah. If, that's, yep. if it's more lucrative than doing this, then that's where we'll end up, mate. We, we
1: react. We react to stuff all the time. Of course we do. We? That's what
2: this is all about, yeah.
1: It's not as natural to us. No. Yeah. So we should stick it give on us, YouTube anyway.
2: Give us something. We'll react to it. Mm. Anything. Right. React to this at number 40 on the list. It's 2016. And it's the Cookie Monster. And he's on the one show. And he's got a poppy on. Yeah.
1: What's he fucking doing at the one show?
2: Well, he'd be promoting something, probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Why shouldn't the Cookie Monster be on the one well, maybe show? Maybe he's that, uh,
1: to, to be honest, I think that it's like a bit... I think the one show is below him. I think it's beneath him.
2: There's a lot of people who have been on the one show who you'd think was below them.
1: The, the one show to be it, is like ultimate basic show, isn't it? It's like for the basic lifestyle.
2: I think, uh, the, I think the one show gets a bad rap. I think the one show's better than that. Okay. Sometimes the one show has features on there that are really interesting. You know, some of the out and about stuff. Yeah, uh, I've never. Just, to be
1: honest, I've never seen the one well, show. There I've you seen go. clips of it.
2: It's not I've just a low rent chat show. There's more to it. Though. But
1: it's that geezer off of Countryfile. You just sort of think. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice fella.
2: Oh, he's left now. I think. There's, there's oh, I see. There's, there's all sorts of now. Jimmy and Janus was presenting it the other week.
1: Was he <laughs> yeah. out? It's yeah, amazing.
2: Me has presented presented it. Alex Scott, the lady footballer, she's presented it. Yeah, any uh, cunt does it, but um...
1: <laughs> not us. We haven't had not the us. fucking cold.
2: Not us, obviously. Um, but although I think there that's was a thing yesterday. The th- there was a thing yesterday about the head of comedy at the BBC, Shane Allen. He says yeah. we need to look beyond our usual sources for comedy. We need to look to the likes of TikTok. For our new talent and all this sort of thing. I thought, well, fucking, there's podcasts. There's this. Get us doing the one show.
1: What <laughs> could possibly go wrong? No, that would be that a disastrous right? day for Britain.
2: He says we need to look beyond the comedy clubs. Well, I think mm-hmm. you've always needed to look beyond the comedy clubs if you're going to do your job properly, but there you go. Um Yeah. I'm not well, I'm not
1: comedians... Bitter. They're not that funny because the thing about them is they always need a microphone and a load of pre-prepared jokes and a, yeah. and a silent audience who have paid money to be there.
2: Yeah, I saw it's a little
1: bit, clip. It's a bit of a setup, I think.
2: Of course, it is. I saw a little clip of the blankety blank comeback that's due over Christmas with Bradley Walsh presenting it, mm. and Jimmy Carr was one of the one of the guests, and it just showed him doing it. He turned around and looked up at um, at the row behind. Amir Khan's there? and he says something about uh, oh i suppose boxing Day is better for your family or something like oh. that and i just thought Ooh, oh that's no. a really really weak yeah I can't you know, believe wel- jimmy carl pre- done that pre prepared gag and i thought mm. the thing about Blankety blank used to be it was quite ramshackle mm. wasn't it mm. you know they they didn't have anything prepared they just winged it but if they're going to go in there with fucking pre written lines like that it can fuck off well
1: hang on you say that but it was the bits. It was the terribly torturously written sort of riddles that made it. Yeah, they were that, written. Yeah, yeah, they were written. I mean, we're not saying Wogan was uh, making them up off the cuff. No,
2: no, of course not. But the, the reactions of the panel, you know, yeah, if they weren't yeah, yeah. funny people, then they didn't get to be funny. You had to sit bottom center to be funny.
1: It was sink or swim.
2: Yeah, yeah. If, if you got first
1: on blankety blank. Your agent would say, "Right, I've got an opportunity for you." To go on mm. blanky blank But I won't lie, it's because another one of my clients has had to drop out at the last minute with an extremely severe sexually mm. transmitted disease.
2: Very severe, I, yeah. I
1: won't I won't tell you who it is or what it is, but suffice to say they were rushed to A and E when mm. it presented itself. Now <laughs> that's I've managed by the bite. <laughs> now that's by the bite. I've got onto the producers <laughs> at blanky blank and I've pitched you. They've never heard of you, but they're desperate. So they say you do it now. There's two hundred quid, right? Good fucking money. Remember, it is 1979. But <laughs> you are gonna. There's one catch. They don't give you a script. No one's gonna give Fiji any jokes. You just got to react to what Terry Wogan says. Got a
2: seat of the pad stuff. Are you up for it?
1: it Yo, know, fucking hell. This is not for the faint-hearted. Right, you're in. <laughs> you're gonna be swimming with sharks, Wogan. Yeah, they, <laughs> I've heard Lulu's going to be on it, right? You could be sat next to her. She's she's fucking funny. She can do off there's, the cuff.
2: You might get Roy Castle, and he's a pro.
1: <laughs> if you get Castle, you, I, I will tell you now, if you get there and Castle's there on your row, you are fucked. <laughs> and there's no, there's no shame in being shit-canned by Castle because it's happened to the best of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway, I, to be honest,
1: if Castle's there, I wouldn't even try to be funny because that will just provoke him.
2: You're just going to look like a cunt. So don't yeah. even
1: bother. It, it'll provoke him, and then he'll really go for the throat. The, next what thing you know, got- I saw someone try to be funny once with, at his expense, and next thing you know, he's got his fucking trumpet out, and then you're fucked.
2: <laughs> There's two ways to play Black blank. andy You play for laughs, so you play to win. Now so if Castle's there, you're going to have to play to win because you ain't going to get the laughs. <laughs> <laughs> your now, job is solely to help them two people on the other side of the studio win some lovely prizes and that's it
1: just see it that way there's no shame in that it's an honourable role to play there always has to be those kind of team players on the panel that could be you it's your first time play it with a straight bat now I need a yes or no immediately I don't know why you're spluttering just give us a yes or no because if not I'm going to have to go to plan X
2: it's 200 quid man for fuck's sake
1: (laughs) fucking do it what's the worst that can happen I've talked you through the worst that can happen
2: (laughs) (laughs) so the cookie monster and he's on the sofa there sat next to Chris Tarrant and they're both wearing their poppies now you'd think this would be a good thing but no there was outrage. There was outrage on Twitter that it was being that the poppy was being trivialised by yeah. like sticking it on Cookie Monster. <laughs> and ended the, it ended up in the Daily Mail. They are yeah. trivializing the sacrifice of millions, said one tweeter. Um but as someone else pointed out, they're mm. pinning this poppy to the Cookie Monster's flesh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's not wearing a shirt.
2: He's not wearing a shirt. That's the ultimate sacrifice as far as I'm concerned.
1: He's wearing gone. it on
2: the flesh. You well, wouldn't well, do well, that. I wouldn't do what's that. What's
1: this? It's a poppy, Mister Monster.
2: Mister Monster, <laughs> oh,
1: what do I want that on? What are you doing? What are you pick? That's a fucking sharp. pin. Ah! I'm naked. <laughs> oh yes, but it's a uh, it, it's a sign of respect. Well, not fucking respect to me. Fuck off. <laughs> ah!
2: <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> you fucking cunt. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought that would be so controversial, but there we go. And it's mm. made it, number forty in the list, uh the Cookie Monster on the one shot with the poppy on. Um, number thirty nine. Uh, another television moment. The late great Mark E. Smith of the fall, mm. when he somehow wangled his way on the grandstand to read out the uh, the football results. Um mm. we're gonna play a little bit of it.
1: Yeah, let's have a listen.
2: Barclays
3: Premiership. <laughs> uh, Charlton Athletic 1, Manchester United 3, Chelsea 3, Newcastle United 0, Liverpool 3, Portsmouth 0, Manchester City 0, Blackburn Rovers 0, okay. Sunderland 1, Aston Villa 3, Tottenham Hotspur postponed West Ham United 1 H. <laughs> West Brom nil, <laughs> Everton 0. Wigan Athletic 2, Arsenal 3. Football League Championship. Burnley 1, Leicester City 0. Coventry City 1, Ipswich Town 1. You're getting
2: bored by that. Crewe yeah.
3: Alexandra 1, Stoke City 2. Norwich City 2, Luton Town. No. Southampton Town 3 <laughs> Leeds United 4 <laughs> Watford 2 Sheffield Wednesday 1 oh, that's, well, the that's the power play Southampton Town
1: Yeah That's the power play isn't it
2: Yeah Yeah I mean that was because um, a fall song used to be used when they, they were I think when they were doing the um, before they read the results out every week so they got him on to do it I think that mm. might have been part of the deal when they licensed the music.
1: Just a great insisted.
2: deal. But West Ham United one H. That was a that was a pools panel. Um, yeah. So the H, I think, was for a home win. So it was in the yeah, middle, that's the, it. it was, they, the they still had the pools thing. Yeah, they still mm. had the pools thing down the side of the screen. So it yeah. was a uh, it was a home win for uh, whoever West Ham played.
1: I mean, do so we yeah. know if Marky Smith even followed football?
2: I think he was a City fan. I think it was a N City fan. Um Mark E. Smith. Much missed. Mark E. Smith just could, could have been one of the top fifty things, really. Just 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 Mark E. Smith. The thing about yeah, the
1: BBC is occasionally they some there is someone there who's got the fucking the balls yeah. and the imagination to mm. exploit the platform in a way that's a little wink to the three percent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And go, yeah. it's all right. I know most of what we fucking bash out is an insult to everyone. But <laughs> don't worry, there's still some <laughs> of us who are keeping the fucking flame alive, right? And here we are. If yeah. if you were like the head of the BBC, the director general...
2: Oh, imagine.
1: Like, basically, if you... One day, if Mark Marmaduke Hussey decides to retire yeah. and gives the job to you, for instance, yeah. the best way to approach that job is to troll the Daily Mail and the 97% constantly Mm. because at the moment Mm. what's happening is the BBC dance to the fucking jig played by the Daily Mail's comment section right because they are terrified they're gutless and the thing is in some ways they're right to be scared because the big you know the the current government are all for fucking they're all in league with Murdoch and the rest of the Mm. commercial media to bring the BBC down right so yeah and and they will attempt to do so but the bbc should just think do you know what fuck it let's just fucking show them that we don't give a fuck mm. because if not what why do you even exist you you might as well not exist if you're going to let your whole yeah, agenda yeah. be dictated by a fucking bunch of like you know easily offended unimaginative fucking idiot housewives in surrey right
2: well, I mean, could you imagine if this podcast was funded by the BBC? Because they do do a lot of podcasts. Oh, if we did my this God. on the BBC and so- somebody got wind of something we'd said. Ugh, plenty of incidents, plenty of examples. Oh, there would every be day. Outrage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, every
1: day. I mean, the, the thing is, I've said before, I think the BBC do do too many podcasts and there's various things they want to fucking keep their snout out of because it mm. just makes it harder for the rest of us who are trying to, mm. you know, plough our lone furrow. But... Yeah. The thing is, what I'm saying is, if, if I could nominate head of the BBC, it would be you, Andy, and I would encourage Thank you yourself. to troll the Daily Mail every day by doing things, but low-key trolling. And you saw a great example of a low-key troll there by Marky yeah. Smith by simply reading all the scores and everyone sitting, and the foaming-mouthed former major in his Gloucestershire mm-hmm. cottage is sitting mm-hmm. there. Enraged by the fact that there is this man from the North Country in a rock and roll band who's been allowed to yeah. read out the association football schools, and he's waiting. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for him to make a drug reference. He's waiting for him to swear. Yeah. He's waiting for him to do what the Sex Pistols did that time. He's almost. This, this retired major has got an erection. He's got of, an because erection. Because he's, he's so excited about the prospect that, of it, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. He's, he's
1: got, go God, swear, you horrible little northern monkey man, right? <laughs> And um Then
2: I can vent and, my spleen at the director general.
1: Yeah. And I have my I have my letter right, I have my Basildon Pond and my and my fountain pen at the ready. Right. And he goes uh and he goes, No, I'm just gonna fucking read them straight. And he gets yeah. all the way down to halfway through the championship and then he just drops in a Southampton, <laughs> Southampton town, town. Right. And that's a little that's right, try complaining about that, pricks. You're gonna look like a cunt if you do. But we both fucking know that I've got one over on you there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. So that's number 39. We need to speed these up. We're only two yeah. in, and yeah, we're yeah. about halfway through the episode. Uh, uh, number 38 on the list I've got in front of me is Evil Knievel at Wembley. Mm. Wembley Stadium, Sam, 1975. Evil Knievel. I mean, Evil Knievel is the most 1975 thing yeah, yeah. of all. That's yeah. possible and he, he came over from the US to Wembley Stadium in front of 90,000 fucking people
1: all right now, I'm, I'm here to <laughs> jump around on a motorbike
2: yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> 90,000 of the fuckers turned up to watch him try to jump over 13 London buses yeah. obviously um he failed <laughs> he failed only just uh he ended up hitting the last of the 13 buses, fractured his pelvis, broke his hand, Um, but, you know, he was still a winner. And everyone that was there was a winner.
1: He's like, either way, I get paid.
2: Yeah, exactly. Fractured pelvis, broken hand, fucking walk in the park, for the likes of me, for Knievel.
1: I'm insured up to my fucking bollocks. (laughs) And beyond. I've actually just, I've just earned (laughs) fucking more money. By doing that. <laughs> next question. And of course,
2: of course, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it.
1: Did uh, you ever have the evil Knievel toy, mate?
2: Oh, I did. I was lucky yeah. enough to have that, where you put it onto the plastic stand and then wound it up and watched <laughs> it go. Watched it go for about two feet before falling to the side. Yeah, I was, would uh, give a,
1: I would give a very reasonable odds of mm, mm, thirteen to two that between now and Christmas you might be on eBay looking to buy yourself one of those.
2: I think, did they not reissue it a few years ago? Did they not bring really? it out again? Yeah, I think they might have done. But I'll have a look, yeah. A little treat for <laughs> myself at Christmas. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, onwards, uh what we got? Number 38. That was number 38. Number 37. Uh, an ITV TV show, quite simply. An audience with Billy Connolly. Which for me oh, yeah. is one of the finest hours of stand-up comedy, ever. What uh, year was he, that? That was about eighty-five, I think. Um, right. Ten years after Evil Can you've got Billy <laughs> Connolly there in a, in a room full of his. I would say peers. They weren't his peers. They were light entertainment celebrities. You know, the likes of Laurie McMenemy was there. Yeah. Um I think Which, Brian. C class is light entertainment. Glover. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well when he was manager of Sunland it wasn't like the entertainment but, um, <laughs> Barbara Dixon um, oh, so many others I think Dempsey and Makepeace were there was Elaine Page there she might not have been I think she might have been a rift with her and Dixon by that point so Honeyford, you got one or the other uh, I think Honeyford was there yeah but I mean it's great you can watch it solely to go through the uh, the audience when they have the cutaways to the crowd and go dead dead oh. dead not dead dead yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of them are dead, mate.
1: Yeah, but, well, they um, lived. They lived lives that shone bright, didn't they? So,
2: yeah, but I mean, Billy Connolly. I've sort of Billy Connolly's the only comedian I've ever seen where I've been almost kind of reduced to pissing myself, really. Literally. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, Newcastle City Hall a few years ago, but um, that hour is just incredible from start to finish, um, and it still gets repeated regularly on ITV4, which just goes to show how good it is. It's probably yeah. on the ITV hub. Right now, I'll watch on, on, have a look at I'll it. I'll watch the cunt. Yeah, you watch the fuck out of it, mate. Jalapeno. Here's a Brief But Annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this Brief But Annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering.
1: For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or Brief But Annoying messages like this that'll get right on your tics.
2: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at (laughs) mintmobile.com.
2: Jalapeño. Number 36, another uh, profanity-filled TV show. Uh, QED on BBC One. Again, about 1985, I think. Uh, John's John's not not mad. mad. John's not mad. Different times, were not it?
1: Because I don't think, certainly I hadn't. Most people hadn't heard of Tourette's before then. And um, Hmm. QED, question, evidence, decision.
2: I'll go with that, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Like, masquerading as a science show. demand. Yeah. (laughs) With us, Sam Delaney and Andy Dawson. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The
2: all new QED show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's about science and beyond,
2: and cartoons.
1: QED, you're not fucking fooling anyone. They've gone, right, exactly. we've got a yeah. great... Boss, boss, I've got a fucking cracking idea for the next episode, right? I've found this fucking nutter in Scotland. He can't stop swearing. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, what's that got to? It's like, ah, oh, well, it's a condition, you see. Um, it's called uh, Tourette Syndrome. Anyway, it's going to be fucking box office stuff. massive... <laughs> And that's all it was, wasn't it? I mean, it's it, it's awful, it, yeah. really. And people still love it to this day. I mean, I, I commissioned an article once on a magazine which was the best documentaries <clears throat> of all time. <clears throat> and that came top. And this was an article probably <clears throat> in about the year 2000. Um, so it was already 15 years before. But, he, but you know, people are like, fuck, you know, you'll never beat that documentary. It's the best thing ever. So I rewatched it <clears> at <throat> the time. And, of course, I laughed, but... It was just like, here is a fucking guy, guy who's got a really bad twitch and yeah, yeah. Says, says cunt all the time. Basically, yeah. what I'm saying is, still funny, between us, still funny, but mm. wouldn't get away with it now, would you?
2: John Davidson was the man, old oh boy, at the time. And um, I met him. I went up and interviewed him for Front Magazine. Oh, my God. About 2008, I think it was. Uh, went up to Gala Shields in Scotland, where he, where he still lives. And he, obviously, he's a local character, a local celebrity, yeah. if you like. And yeah. he was working at a caretaker, as a caretaker at a um, local um, <clears throat> youth centre, I think it was. So I went and met him and interviewed him. Obviously, I, you know, it, was, it wasn't an exploitative interview. It was kind of a celebration yeah. of that documentary. He realises how good it's been because it put Tourette's on the map. And like yeah. you said, we didn't know so what it was before that. So he's got
1: no issue with it.
2: No, no, he's got no issue. He's, he's fine with it. I mean... as is Tourette's? Up, it's still there. It's still there. I, I, I met him and within... 30 seconds he'd called me a fucking puff. so he'd he'd made his assessment of me yeah. an English journalist who'd traveled <laughs> to Scotland to meet him I mean I don't know whether that was Tourette's or whether that was just what he thought of me
1: it's just what but, I mean uh, how often does that puff. happen to general ATA?
2: but um but one of the things he talked about which was um wasn't covered in the first documentary but it affected him at the time. He said the, the worst thing about it is these thoughts that you have, these recurring thoughts that yeah. you can't switch off, mm. um, which such as like family members being horribly injured or killed or things like yeah. that, people you love. And he says, that's one of the parts of the condition. And he says, that's the worst. He says, the, the occasional swearing in public, that's not a problem because he lives where he lives. People know who he is. So it's just like, they oh, there's, John, there's yeah. John shouting, if, the, if he calls you a cunt the, don't
1: get the amp about it, it's just yeah
2: yeah you know everyone knows and, and he's the just expressing himself for, for him he said the worst thing was just these recurring thoughts that you just can't switch off and I mm. think it's tied in with uh, OCD because I mean yeah. everyone talks about OCD being oh I like to have things lined up and straight yeah, and yeah. clean yeah, it's, yeah. Not. Yeah, it's not is no. far worse than that and it's yeah. kind of like this it's, it's stuff like compulsive thoughts that you just can't yeah, that's you like that Bryony
1: Gordon book that I've talked about before. Right, yeah. And she had it and she says "Same me, she says, it's sort of annoying that OCD is just chucked around now yeah. It yeah. it's a serious condition. We go, like, oh, I'm a bit OCD about that. Yeah, but yeah, she, exactly. She was plagued throughout her youth by, like, these sort of, um, these monstrous, like, sort of imaginings that mm-hmm. she had murdered a child. Yeah, yeah. Or sexually abused a child and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and, and was going to get caught any minute. And it, and they were so regular that she was constantly convinced and in a state of high anxiety that she was yeah. going to be captured, that she'd yeah, accidentally yeah. done these horrific things. Yeah, fucking there's, nightmare.
2: There's, there's a guy I'm here with called James McMahon, who was the editor of Kerrang for a while, He worked for the NME as well. Um yeah. And he's got it really, really bad. And he talks about it a lot on Twitter and on his yeah. Facebook. And um, he um for the last 10 years, he's believed that everyone who knows him believes he's a paedophile. based on absolutely nothing and he thinks that everyone thinks this all the time everyone he's interacting with is thinking he's a paedophile and he can't switch that thought off and fucking imagine that imagine having to live with that Jesus Christ yeah I mean
1: I just don't know I mean this is how people fall into addiction because it's the only thing that drugs and drinks are the the only way you can fucking silence the voices anyway John's Not Mad is a brilliant documentary um, and swearing swearing is funny Mm-hmm. Um, and I sometimes have those thoughts and urges. I think everyone does it to some degree, but that's why we've mm. got this po- podcast. This is an outlet for the very worst, most stupid things that pop into your head.
2: Thank God. Thank God mm. for this podcast. Number 35, another TV moment. I think you suggested this one, Sam. The moment when the pencil was smuggled into the Big Brother house in series what one. What number's this coming in at?
1: 35. To To me, this is like a top five. Uh, this is like this is the well, you moment you should have where, fucking compiled the list then. Uh, this is the moment Mom. where where Britain kind of you know shifted it on its wa- axis. It, it was a watershed moment where you can't. There For are society. certain times that come along in a generation where society has to reflect upon itself and think this is where we are, this is who we are, right? <clears throat> and when Nasty Nick smuggled a pencil inside the Big Brother house um, in Series One of Big Brother. I think it made everyone think, well, we've been through the 90s. Thatcher's mm. gone. We've had, you know, a few years of new labour. Mm. The country seems to be a better, kinda, of, more compassionate th- and progressive things, place.
2: Th- things can only get better. They sang to us and it yeah. seems to be happening.
1: That's what they fucking said. And this was the first glimpse a few years before the invasion of Iraq. The first glimpse of the fact that maybe, maybe it wasn't all as rosy as Mr Blair would have us believe. Yeah. Right? It was also a little clue as to... Because I thought in the 90s, we'd basically cast out the 97%. I thought that Mm. for a while. I thought, now it's so embarrassing to be like a, a silly, posh, Tory cunt, right? Yeah, Yeah, that they'll never come back ever again. But it's very much like in Star Wars that they defeated the Empire, but then the First Order rose again. Because hiding in the shadows, there were still all these Etonian cunts, posh cunts, Nigel Farage golf club dickheads, right? They were all fucking just hiding, keeping their heads down, hoping we didn't know it was waiting to rise again.
2: Yeah, and the first yep.
1: clue of that, the hint of that, was Nasty Nick. Because yep. Nasty Nick yep. was a bit of a prick, wasn't he? And he fucking smuggled fucking that yeah. pencil in, right, to write secret messages to people. Mm-hmm. And we should have fucking spotted that. Saying, These cunts are still around. Be vigilant.
2: Yeah, and we didn't. We didn't. The, sign was, the warning sign was there, and we paid it no heed. If anything, we egged him on. We egged him on. We, look, we reveled in it didn't we and, and then Craig the Builder big won Big Brothers got worse
1: Craig the Builder won there yeah. was uh, there was a geezer on it called Anthony who I think had it off with Mukozy in series whatever the best series which was the one with Mukozy right yeah. and and he and he had a catchphrase a Geordie and his he was catchphrase was not he yeah his catchphrase was early, like that <laughs> That's early, right, yes. right? Yeah. And he fingered Mukozy in the pool didn't he no no he he put his Willie in a did he? Because there's a great clip that I was watching recently. I think someone sent it to me for this of her claiming that she was pregnant.
0: <laughs> in the house, she's going like,
1: basically, he's got me pregnant. And they said, well, what are you going to do if you're pregnant? She went, I'm going to have it. I've decided. Why <laughs> you just shank him on Big Brother like the day before? Anyway, anyway, uh, he, he left the house and everyone thought, oh, he's going to be a big celebrity because he was one of the most sort of popular people in the house and then I remember about a year later um, I hadn't heard anything about him for a while and I was watching TV late at night and th- an ad came on and it was someone from behind in spandex really tight spandex dancing Fucking to up. sort of disco and wiggling his bum and I thought who's this cunt and then all of a sudden he did a theatrical spin around pointed at the camera and went
2: it's me ah. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. and it was Anthony uh-huh. and he'd, he'd, try, he'd thought fucking hell I haven't had as much work as I thought so what I'm <laughs> going to do is I'll take my popular catchphrase and just extend yeah. it much like Lenny Henry did with OK when he mm-hmm. was on Tiswas. Mm-hmm. Uh so that was another good moment but I mean we could do yeah. 50 Big Brother moments I was going to say really. we could
2: yeah so yeah and I remember watching the repeat of that series when they showed it at the 20th anniversary a few months ago and of course Nasty Nick was always referred to as Nicholas throughout that series. Was he? Didn't it? call him Nick very often. Well, no, was called Nicholas.
1: That's, that's the mark of a Lampard, as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Dear Seven, like, Nicholas seems
1: to have acquired a pencil. He's got a fucking <laughs> pencil. When this gets so, out, yeah. there'll be questions asked in the House of Commons, the- like.
2: <laughs> A
1: I love it when, uh, when things used to, in those days, get escalated to, like, prime ministerial level really quickly. Like yeah. when Shilpa Shetty Gate, which is another great Big Brother moment, yeah. and, and, and poor old Gordon Brown, who's the most serious <laughs> prime minister of his age. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really yeah. old-fashioned, parsimonious kind of God, brothers. That and he's being forced by his spin doctors to comment on P- <laughs> Shilpa Popperdom. <laughs> <laughs> is it racist, Prime Minister? You can see <laughs> thinking, I haven't got a fucking clue <laughs> what, you what talking you're about? talking about, and I couldn't <laughs> give a fuck. Who is Shelpa Dom?
2: <laughs> oh, man. So that's number 34. No, it's not, it's 35. Number 34, we better crack on here. Number 34, another serious man, William Little. The life of William Little is the 34th greatest moment in British history. Do you know who William Little was? No. The King of Digging. He was a British civil engineer who gained fame by digging an extensive network of tunnels under his home in London. He inherited a 20-room property in Hackney, 20 rooms, and he dug yeah. out a cellar in the mid-60s. Having done so, he said that he, quotes, found a taste for the thing and yeah. kept on digging no, the for, feeling, 40, for 40 years. I knew you'd love this. He created a network of tunnels wide and narrow on several levels in all directions, some of them up to 18 metres in length and reaching down as far as the water table. Ooh. One one excavation connected with the Dalston Lane Tunnel and the railway line. Um, and Tell me he got to Disneyland. Neighbours complained when sinkholes began to appear in the pavement and water and power supplies were interrupted. Um, and the local pub thought that its cellar was going to collapse into one of his tunnels. Um, when asked by journalists why he had excavated the tunnels, he said... I'm just a man who loves to dig.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, mate. Well, say no more. Uh,
2: And he said he just wanted a big basement. He also said, and this is true, there is great beauty in inventing things that serve no purpose. There really is.
1: (laughs) Again, like this podcast.
2: (laughs) There you go. And uh, he was eventually evicted from his house and he had to cover the costs to make the house safe, £293,000, and he was moved to a hotel before being rehoused in an apartment in a high-rise building and he was put on the top floor to discourage tunnelling.
1: (laughs) Don't do it! Please! No! We are locking you in the highest home we can find. No, I need to be near the
2: earth! I can't touch you
1: to be near the earth.
2: While he was there, he knocked a hole in a dividing wall between two rooms. That was the best he could do. But that's that's all from his Wikipedia page, Sam. There's also a section, a link on the Wikipedia page to another Wikipedia page, which is entitled Hobby Tunnelling. Oh, 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 you'll be reading that later on. I'll be fucking trying to buy out. Evil Knievel. You'll be reading about hobby tunnelling.
1: I'm going to write a fucking book about him and hobbies, and, the hobby tu- yeah. and the hobby tunnelling scene.
2: A, a child's book?
1: <laughs> no, it's going to be a no, huge fucking three-volumer. An, a-
2: an academic treatise. Yeah,
1: a weighty uh,
2: text. Uh, a weighty tome. Uh, onwards, number 33, John Prescott, punching the fellow that threw an egg at him. Yeah. That's that's, that's just, yeah, that's that's all it is. That's just that's that's all it is. Doesn't want to add to that. Yeah, yeah. quite right. Um, as um, as I remember, Danny Baker's dad once said to him, um, "There's not enough right-handers dished out in your game." Yeah,
1: <laughs> he was talking about showbiz, but politics showbiz. is basically the same. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, a yeah. bit more, a few more right-handers need to be dished out. Number thirty-two, yeah. um David Ike on Wogan. When David Ike, yeah. who of course, was a mild mannered sports presenter, you'd see him on the uh, the Saturday night news doing the sports roundup. Sometimes they'd let him present the snooker or the balls. Yeah, he had a nice perm. He used to be a goalkeeper at Coventry City. Suddenly yeah. the perm had gone. He was wearing a purple shell suit and he was on Wogan telling everyone he was the son of God. Yeah, I mean um, that can
1: happen again. Now that second entry that was, was laughing at um, mental health issues, but amazing yeah. that Ike's still going to this day. He's
2: monetized this, yeah.
1: Yeah, who's had the last and, laugh? And, well he used to be quite an extreme figure. Now he's just one of many people, basically. Yeah, he doesn't being really stand bananas. out, does he? No, he doesn't
2: really stand out. But at the time, no, he's gone
1: mainstream. His his sort of viewpoints have gone from being mad to being mainstream.
2: I think his viewpoints have stayed the same. I think the public have shifted towards his viewpoints. No, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's what yeah.
1: I mean. They they seemed on the fringes, and now they've been, yeah. cut, they've come into the mainstream. The yeah. internet
2: has the internet has united them all, hasn't it? Because oh, they've incredible. all got like somewhere for them to um, hang out together now, so that's number thirty-two, and finally number thirty-one. This was one of the most shocking TV moments of my life. The blue Peter garden got smashed up, Sam.
1: Yeah, I know.
2: And I don't know Horrific. what year this was. Someone got in. It, Why would it was, anybody when do that? You say
1: someone. We know it was Les Ferdinand and Dennis Wise. Dennis don't Wise.
2: We? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do we? That was rumoured, like but it... I don't think I don't think they've ever confessed to it, have they? I I. I before, because libeling? I to know Les
1: Ferdinand and I i can't remember, I must have brought this up with him at some point.
2: Did like, you not tell mate, me that he just, you'd asked him and he'd just sort of give you a, cheek, a cheeky grin or something like that? Yeah, something like that.
1: Fucking hell, I might I'm text him, I still Les text Fer- him sometimes. I might Les just text Ferdinand. him and go, mate, I know you're busy and you're the director of football of QPR these days, but
2: mm, twenty seventeen 2017, Les Ferdinand squashes rumours of Blue Peter Garden vandalism. It's it's
1: because they went to a school called Holland Park, which I know because it is West London where I grew up. And Holland Park is one of the poshest areas in London. But its school, especially in those days, was really rough. Yeah. You get that a lot in London, like these posh areas. People think they're posh, but they also have... There's no area that doesn't also have, like, huge fucking sprawling estates with all sorts going on. And Holland Park was no different. And that school in my area in the eighties and nineties was I mean I think like Lily Allen went there so you had posh people go in there but you had mm. it was really fucking mad and renegade as well. So it was right by Ladbroke Grove. So you had a lot of kids from Ladbroke Grove there too. And so all that was known was that mm. some kids who went to that school mm. jumped into the Blue Peter I Garden because it was in walking distance from the school, BBC yeah. Studios. And you could just walk yeah. over there and jump in. So I think people thought, well, who was at that school at that era? They checked out the alumni list. They saw Les and Dennis Wise were there. Thought must fucking be them.
2: <laughs> well, Lezard, and there's another ca-
1: rough school right next to BBC called Cardinal Vaughan. I think it's called. They're both fucking mad schools.
2: Well, so, Les had jokingly confessed to it years before that, but then he, he retracted. He 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 um, shat
1: himself, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he, he did, and, and he then said. Not only was he not involved, but he also said the Blue Peter knew who carried out the attack. So I don't believe
1: that. But they kept it secret. Yeah, they kept it in house. Biddy Baxter knows, but she took the secret to her grave.
2: Well, maybe she did. Maybe she's not dead, I'm not sure. Maybe she took revenge herself in her own way. We'll never know. Are you
1: saying, because I think she's widely reported to be dead, but are you suggesting that, in fact, like Tupac...
2: And Michael Jackson. Um,
1: uh, like Tupac Pack and Michael Jackson, it the death was faked because she Mate, wanted to swerve something.
2: Biddy Baxter is very much alive and, and well. Well, I assume she's well, but she's very much alive. Really? She's not dead, she's eighty seven. She must have started on Blue Peter when she was about nine then. She was running
1: she was running things when she was <laughs> yeah, nine.
2: Then. Fuck me. So there we go, Biddy Baxter lives, and whoever it was, if they haven't been dealt with already, Biddy Baxter's still out there, and she's biding her time.
1: As long as I'm fucking alive, mate, then the sword yeah. of Damocles is hanging over your yeah, fucking yeah. head. You he will not you get proper
2: night's sleep, you cunt. So there <laughs> we
1: go. I, and even when I do die, my fucking ghost will haunt you, <laughs> you cunt.
2: <laughs> and that'll be the best bit.
1: And the, and the fucking <laughs> ghost will never and the ghost of Percy Froe as well. You'll be telling me he's alive next.
2: <laughs> so that's it. That's numbers 40 to 31. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next time with 30 to 21. TTFN. Goodbye.